to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. And guess what? It's the best time of the year. The NBA trade deadline has come and gone, and there are some winners and losers. Uh, today, I'm joined by Steven Sosa to go over who those winners and losers are. Hello. Like, like uh, great. This is this a great trade, trade deadline. NBA is back, everybody. Like, this, these last two seasons have been fantastic. Uh, I don't know if, honestly, I felt like basketball was fun even with KD being on the Warriors. But what I came to realize, Stephen, and a lot of conversations I've been having with different people today, yeah. uh, the draft, the last two drafts have been amazing, which has just filled the NBA with so much talent. And yeah. all these stars who are super old, LeBron can still ball. Chris Paul can still ball. Kyle Lowry, who's getting up there in age, can still play. Like, there's just so much talent right now. And I think that's why it's so fun. So much parody right now. But I don't want to yeah. get too much into why the basketball is fun as much as, like, let's just get into it. Uh, should we start with winners or losers? Maybe you do a winner, then I do a winner, then you do a loser, then I do a loser. What do, what do you think do about you, that? Do you want to say what, what I think? we both think is the best deal for last or no? Well, I mean, I think what you mean by that is like the one that's the most entertaining. Like we can start there. Cause I think we're going to disagree on it, but, um, oh, okay. Okay. Potentially like, I, cause I've found myself disagreeing with a lot of people, although as far as like ESPN analysts and things like that, I seem to be on kind of the same page. Not that that means anything, but uh, right. why don't, yeah, let's just start with it. The I'm assuming you're talking about, the Sixers bomb. Yep. All right. Like, so Harden. like this was a very crazy trade. Cause I saw it two minutes. It's the classic. Like my, my phone just starts lighting up from people. Like, did you see this trade? Did you see this trade? Um, yeah. and at first I was just like, Oh my gosh, what a steal Philadelphia just put, uh, pulled off because in my head, all I'm thinking is Harden for Simmons. Yeah. And I go and look at it. I who maybe I should ask you first, Stephen. Uh, who who won this trade? Um, I I'd say the Sixers just because I have the Sixers as the favorites to win the championship now that they got Harden. But can I ask you why you have them as the favorites? Like what what makes what what in the last two years has made you confident? in James Harden as a one or two for a championship team? Because um, he has been a super dominant player, as I have said. Um, there are things that annoy me about him and about how he plays, but at times. But, um, you know, I've talked about how I don't like the traveling, how he travels a lot and, he doesn't always travel, but just too much for my liking. I'm always like, he moved his pivot foot, you know? Yeah. But, uh, um, and then uh, uh, the flopping, I don't like that. I don't like all the free throws and stuff. But um, but he's a heck of a talent and uh, got a great handle. He's one of the biggest triple threats in the league. Um, great shooter uh, off the dribble or off the catch. Um, great passer of the basketball, great rebounder. Um, as we all know, um, back in, I think it was 2016, he almost averaged a triple-double. It was two rebounds off the same season that Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. Um, I'm hearing you talk a lot in the past there. Yeah, but 
but I it's more like you know uh listing off some of his credentials as a great could, player. You know? Could I say then this is my question. Who's your favorite in the East? The Sixers? Uh to win the championship? Yes. Or sorry, just to make the championship. It's the Sixers? Oh, uh, yes, but I I have the Sixers winning the whole thing. Oh, what? Like I just don't I don't see that at all. Like there's still so many teams better than them, and the Nets might be one of those teams. <laughs> like Embiid, Embiid's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like I think part of the reason that Embiid's playing as well as he is right now is because it's the big f you to Ben Simmons, right? Totally get that, and like he he's an amazing player just in general. But my well, con- surpri- I'm sorry, but my concern with Joel Embiid is like all of that effort he's putting in to say F you to Ben Simmons during the regular season, how much of a toll are we going to see at the end of the season, which obviously still to be seen like what's going to happen. But I feel like he's put in so much work in the regular season that James Harden isn't going to help him. And like, what's the supporting cast now? I mean, I know you got Tobias Harris, you got yeah, Tybal, right? Like what? Yeah. Tybal. Um, I, I, uh, uh, well, who's that guy? Um, I can't remember his name. Is it exactly? <laughs> uh, I also can't remember. His I'm name. like, his name starts with an M, like his last name, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, I, I think, actually, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, he's pretty good, um, but. I I really love what Philadelphia did because uh, the thing that I have been uh, wanting them to do and the thing that I have been complaining about for so long, for years, I've been harping on this point uh, that, and so have other people at times uh, on TV or wherever, I've just heard it around a lot. Um, the Sixers had bad spacing i thought when they had uh uh ben simmons who's like a big time slasher a guy who likes to you know uh slash and get to the basket and he's good at that but then you have a guy who likes to um who has a shot but the best part of his game to me um is what he does posting up um, particularly um, in the low post. And he, to me, is like the modern Hakeem Olajuwon. I, I call him Hakeem Olajuwon part two. And uh, with with Ben Simmons, who can't shoot worth a damn, gone, um, like, it, it improves their spacing a lot. James Harden is a million times better as a shooter um he's he's like i said great ball handler um but, but the, see there's my problem though like we can't just be pretending like this trade was a one for one because it wasn't no it wasn't uh, they lost drummond which i'm not saying drummond's had a great year and obviously he was on the lakers last year and i didn't think he was that great either but like you're yeah. losing rebounding someone who can right. come in off the bench when mb goes out you're losing well, shooting i know you're ga- gaining it with harden but you're losing shooting with with Seth and I know everyone else is going to be like, well, he can't play defense. He gets like lit up. I'm like, still one thing that is essential in basketball is like knowing your teammates. And like, so you're losing Embiid's losing that. He doesn't have his maybe kick out person that he can throw it to anymore. He does. Then, James Harden, James Harden is one of those guys. 
<sighs> I don't know, man. Who's who else did who else say they lose? Harden, you don't think, I think I, I just haven't seen anything from James Harden in the last two years that has made me go, watch out. And maybe that's because he's been dissatisfied. Maybe now he'll start playing well. But really, like the last three years, what's James Harden been up to? Like nothing complaining and trying to get off of teams. That's what he's been doing the last three years. He's been yes, doing. But the guy's an elite player. He's one of the superstar players in the league. I think, like, maybe I'm going to have to eat my words, but like, I. He's on the downward trend right now. I mean, he is 32. And like, you know, we are seeing players play longer, but like, 32 is old. Yeah, but I think James Harden has the kind of game where, to me, he doesn't completely rely on athleticism. He doesn't completely try to outrun you and outjump you. He has a lot of skill. He has a lot of um, um, he has a very high basketball IQ. And even though I hate the the flopping and all that. Um, uh he's a heck of a talent and i have to admit that you know yeah um, absolutely heck of a talent i just think he's on the downside of being a heck of a talent oh like, i think he has peaked oh well um yeah i i don't see him getting better than he is right now no but worst three this is the worst three-point shooting of his career since joining the rockets yeah but Okay, but now he's got a, a worse shooting of his career too. Yeah, but like also he had even last year wasn't that great. Like last year he had Kevin Durant, like and he had Kevin Durant for most of the season starting out. I know Kyrie wasn't there or whatever, but like it's not like he hasn't been playing with all stars his entire career. Yeah, that's true. Um he uh he's been on very good teams, a good to great, you know, teams. Yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, like, I, and also, I don't want to be like super Debbie Downer either. Like, I, I, there is a, there's a world where I think like this works like amazingly well. Like, I just think it's a really low floor. Like, uh, using Bill Simmons terminology here, like very, very high ceiling, but a really, really deep, dark, disgusting basement too. Like, it, it could go either way. And I'm more of the mindset that like he's gonna not be as great. And it's, I like, I think it's more of the fact like I think they're still gonna be good. I don't see them as like, I still think the Nets are better than them. And I still think the Bucks would be able to beat them as well. And honestly, oh. the Bulls, man, the Bulls are get all their players back. Get They're going to be great. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, you know, the Miamis of the world don't have a chance against them, but um, it's, I just am very confident um with the inside uh, with the inside out attack they have now uh offensively having Embiid and then Harden and then uh also um I mean uh uh I'll, I'll just finish what I was going to say first but um uh I think they they're going to have the best inside out attack in the league uh, offensively and um, Harden and the other uh, players when they're defending on the perimeter can be more aggressive um, having uh, Embiid, you know, uh, in the back of the defense uh, because Embiid is great at, uh, at protecting the rim and, you know, playing defense. And, uh, so, so I'm really excited to see what they can do. 
Um, and I think that Embiid's going to attract a lot of attention and uh, Harden's going to get a lot of really good looks at shots. And he's going to make everybody else on the team better and with his passing ability. I But uh, one thing, too, is like with the Nets, I'm pretty pumped on them, man. Yeah. Um, like they that they have a really well, like especially if Kyrie can just stop being Kyrie, which is a big if. Don't get me wrong. Like when you're he's dealing never, with those personalities. Kyrie, Kyrie is going to Kyrie, okay? Yeah. He's but like Ky- Kyrie, some guy who can just play defense for Kyrie and can also handle the ball if necessary, uh, run the break. Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, all of the other, like Joe Harris coming back from injury, all of the other things that the Nets have, like, and having Kevin Durant, who I think is, we witnessed it in the playoffs every single time, the last three playoffs that Kevin Durant has played in, greatest player, right? Like, well, with the um, Warriors, those two seasons, then he did his Achilles. Yeah. And then last year, he was phenomenal. Yeah, he was. Um, he's been, his recovery from his injury is the most impressive recovery from an injury that I've ever seen in the NBA. Um, because it's like, and I, I think I know a little bit of why, uh, but uh, he is um, still an elite player. And I think it's because of not only him being seven feet tall, but also he is one of the most skilled um, players who's ever played the game. He can shoot, he can pass, he can handle the ball really well. Uh, and when he shoots the ball, like you're not going to block his shot, you know, yep. basically uh, cause he's seven feet tall and he's a great shooter. Like um, so he can, he can, uh, he can take you off the dribble and get to the rim. He can, he can shoot the ball. Uh, he's got a back to the basket game. I love Kevin Durant's game. Um, and he definitely is still one of the best players in the league. Yeah. I don't know if I could definitively say if there's a winner or loser in this trade either, like, but if I was going to be putting it onto someone, I'd say the nets with healthy people coming back, is like it's just that's what's so tough with the nets and like honestly i feel for steve nash like the big if of like Kyrie, and then also just this vaccination status as well for simmons <laughs> like it's super cool that uh yeah. that they got ben simmons and everything like that but if you're just essentially gave away harden and these guys are not willing to do whatever it takes to play basketball well and don't forget about the vaccination status of irving i don't think he's gotten vaccinated that irving and simmons both of them so I mean, Irving doesn't play certain games because in certain cities, you know, uh, he's not allowed to play because he's not vaccinated. That being said, like just a really quick side note, we don't have to debate this and I don't even think that you're interested in debating it. No, no, no. But but let me say my statement and you'll know what I mean when I say we don't have to debate what I'm about to say. The the vaccine thing's stupid too. Like just let Kyrie Irving play everyone. Like I, I know unpopular, like as a vaccinated person, like, who cares? Like let, let people make their, their own, their own decisions. And that's like, well, you could kill someone, even if you're vaccinated, you can still give the disease to somebody else and kill them. So that shouldn't be like the only reason you should get vaccinated is if you don't want to die. That's the only thing that it really helps against. So if Kyrie is okay with dying, fine, let him start playing again. Like 
I, I'm on team Kyrie at this point, uh, but at I didn't this, think I would be. <laughs> at this point, I think Kyrie is one of the most annoying professional. Also true. Also, I true. have <laughs> ever encountered in my life. I'm so sick of that prima donna. He, he, uh, um, I could, I could go on, you know, for a long time talking about, you know, why I don't like Kyrie, but, um, you know, and I, I don't want to get too political or anything, uh, about the vaccines and, and whatever, you know, uh, but, um, to me, like, I just thought it was, um, like, stupid to me that like honestly um you know he can he can choose not to get vaccinated but i i thought it was like really dumb that he would pass up on what tens of millions of dollars because he doesn't want to get a shot you know like I think I, what's funny is I'm more of the lines of like the teammates he's hurting. Like, I don't care how it impacts his pocketbook really at all. It's like these people who were expecting you to play. I mean, it's kind of like Kevin Durant should have stayed with the Warriors, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but right. I, uh, you know, you, he, he, it often, is what it is. he often Kyrie Irving. Um, the, the reason I can't stand the guy is because I think uh, not only is he like a whiny prima donna, but he, I think he thinks he's more like, he thinks he's deeper than he actually is, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. I, and I kind of like, I don't, there's something that just rubs me the wrong way about him, you know? Yeah. And so, so and, like cop, I think we, but he's a, he's a hell of a player. Okay. Yeah. Going back to as, as Steven will always say, every player in the NBA is good. Um, I, where was I going with this? Oh, but like talking about other trades, winners and losers, I just want to get this out of the way really quick. If you have a lot of to say about it, like, I don't know what the Lakers could have done to be quite honest. I know that there was a trade for Bradley or for, John Wall on the table with the Rockets, but there was a lot of things the Rockets were asking for. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done with Westbrook. And the only thing I've been telling to all of my Lakers friends is the only thing that's going to get us out of this is a time machine where we can go back and cut off <laughs> and cut off Rob Polinka's hands so he can't pick up the phone to oh, make a God. trade for Westbrook. That's the only way that we. So, anyways, I just want to say Lakers, big losers. They're not better than they were yesterday. They're not it worse than they were anything. yesterday. Yeah, they didn't do anything, um, but big a big loss. I don't know. That's all I have to say on it. Yeah, um, the Lakers stunk it up. Uh, and I was excited about what the Lakers could do at the beginning of the season. But at this point, we're more than halfway through the regular season. And, uh, you know, we've got a pretty good idea of who's good and who's not, I think. And or how good a team's gonna be or can be and all that we need to go listen back to our old ones steven because i'm pretty sure i predicted this i predicted it predicted this is not going to be a good year for the lakers (laughs) you thought it wasn't going to be a good year i was excited just because they do have a lot of 
talent with LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, and I was really excited about that. I like Avery Bradley. I love, like, I have a soft spot. I like a lot of their players on their yeah, team. I love you know? Melo. I love Ariza, but yeah, cool. But uh, but at this point, the experiment has failed. Yeah, so. and it's not gonna get any better. Uh, hopping into another trade that I think is the most, I would say, most shocking of the day. Kristaps Porzingis to the Wizards. That's not shocking to me because I me, was I, like, I know that they've been trying to like get rid of them, but what they ended up doing, like, I think they're just setting themselves up for, all right. So they get Spencer Dinwiddie in case oh, I always forget the point guard's name, not Luca on the Mavs. It's a really good Brunson. Maybe right. they're like expecting Jalen Brunson to leave. So now they have Spencer Dinwiddie to replace him, but I don't, I, well, I just don't. I, I'm not surprised that Porzingis got traded as much as I'm surprised as what they got back for it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and and Kristaps has been playing very well this year compared to all of the other years he's played with Luca. Um, he he, I think, uh, I've said this before, but he's a little bit of a disappointment. I think uh, you mean as a whole or with the Mavericks. Well, with the Mavericks, because when he was on New York, I was like, okay, he's on a bad team anyway, you know, but now he's on a good team and uh, he, he does all right, but I, I'm just underwhelmed by his performance a lot of times because it's kind of just all right a lot to me, you know? Yeah. And then you're getting back Dinwiddie and then Bertans. Yeah. So that's the thing. And Davis Bertans or Bertans, however you want to say it, um, I think he's a good fit for that team. Uh, he gives them more size because the guy's like seven feet tall or something. Uh, and, um, you know, he's got range, can face up, shoot the jumper, can rebound. Um, you know, he's a he's a good player. Um uh, is he a seventeen million dollar player through twenty twenty five? I don't <laughs> that, know. That's a but... pretty crappy contract to be taking on. I know Porzingis's was bad too, but like, why swap a bad contract for another bad contract? <laughs> well, maybe they felt that he would fit the team better or something. I don't know. He's a both Latvian or wait, no, uh, Porzingis isn't Latvian, is he? Um, oh, uh, they are. So a Latvian for a Latvian, uh, one who's a little. Gonna... Lower was, lower cost. <laughs> I was gonna say he is Latvian because I remember uh Michael Rappaport. Uh sometimes he's a guest, uh, uh he does guest appearances on B- Bill Simmons uh podcast because he's friends with Bill Simmons. And uh he's he's from New York, you know, and he's got that he's he's very profane and he's I love him, but like I just expect f bombs and everything when he when he uh, goes on the show. It's very entertaining, but like, yeah, he's um, he has a filthy mouth, and and I love it. it but um, he uh, he's very funny, and he the reason I remember that uh, uh, Porzingis is Latvian is because he incorrectly said said his said. His nationality, um, Rappaport called him the Latvian gangbanger, 
and uh and bill simmons was like uh it's latvian you know but he he continued to call him the latvian gangbanger that's it funny. Was funny um great anecdote uh <laughs> was that about michael rep michael rapaport is the uh he's in atypical right have you watched atypical on netflix dude atypical is one of my but but that's michael rapaport right yes the, okay the the guy that plays the dad is michael rapaport yeah. you know he's also he's in a bunch of things he's also in uh uh a movie called higher learning he plays a a, a guy who turns into a skinhead and uh he he's awesome in that movie um uh he plays the hell out of that part you know yeah. uh i thought he he stole the show there but he's a big basketball fan and um uh he also plays superboy in the movie copland yeah. but uh uh i i love him uh atypical is one of my favorite um shows on on tv you know on the internet um on on netflix on any where you get shows i i love atypical i i caught up on it and everything because i've been watching it since it came out because you know i'm on the spectrum and the show's about a guy who's on the spectrum so i started watching it and i can relate to him with a lot of different things you know i can relate to that character and um uh so i love the show they do a good job i think of educating people um about like what people with asd what their experience is like you know yeah so ringing endorsement for atypical on netflix from both steven and i i also enjoy the show yeah and then the other thing too the wizards making a move sending Montrezal Harrell for whoever the hell these people are from the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Vernon Carey Jr. and Ish Smith. Uh, I'm sure people are like, how do you not know who these people are? Um, it's, because, it's because they average fewer than five points a game. Uh, <laughs> that's that's why I don't know who they are. Well, Trez, like, um, I don't know what the heck happened, but Vogel benched him, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was doing well in his sixth man uh role before you know not that long ago he was one of the best players coming off the bench and the six man role in the entire league uh and then now it's like he doesn't want to play hard and i'm like what what the heck he just fell off you know mm-hmm. he has like decent decent ish stats but he's definitely been a disappointment over the last couple of years um i just wanted to throw that in there because washington uh, getting rid of dinwiddie and trez there and now they have kuzma kcp bradley and who's the other guy that they just got uh porzingis so that's going to be fun to watch like i don't know what to expect i feel like dallas lost that trade for whatever reason like getting a really crappy contracts and davis bertons and Spencer Dinwiddie is a fine player, but I don't yeah. really understand the role that he's going to play with the Mavericks, but obviously time will tell there. Yeah. Dinwiddie is, is, uh, I, you know, I've, I've pretty much always liked Dinwiddie as a player. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do, uh, having him as well. Like I'm, I'm, I'm curious as well. 
Um, cause I'm like, how, how are they going to do that? I think that they're going to pull it off, you know, but, um, they're, it's going to work, but, and they're going to be successful with it. Cause like, I, I, um, in general, I think that like high IQ basketball players, um, in general, if you, if you put them on a team together, like, even if they haven't played together or you know they'll they they kind of can figure things out uh because just because they have a high basketball iq and they can figure out how to be successful you know then another one uh that's obviously like a buyout and it's just kind of an interesting one i don't know how beneficial Goran Dragic is going to be to a team. Maybe he's going to be mentoring if he ends up going to Dallas, Milwaukee, Chicago, or Clippers after the San Antonio Spurs end up waving him. I but, loved um, Goran Dragic for a long time. I loved him as a player. Um, the first time I, the first time Goran Dragic was on my radar um, was when he was in Phoenix. And uh, I think it was, 2010 the 2009 the the 2009-2010 season uh I believe that was the season and uh I remember uh Steve Nash sat down and Steve Nash was like uh one of the most awesome point guards in the league at the time and he sat down and uh Drogic subbed in for him and Dragic just killed um they were playing the Spurs and he just destroyed them and ever since and I've I always I've always thought he was a good player you know but he's getting old he's getting up what do you think about the trade (laughs) oh uh you know I kind of uh don't like don't have a good idea what to make of it um uh i haven't seen goran dragic play a lot this year yeah he hasn't been but uh we'll see where he ends up going hopefully he can revitalize a little bit of his career here as it's nearing the end well Um, maybe he's just maybe he's it's just one of those things where sometimes they just get players to be a veteran help uh locker room guy you know yep um then going to some other trades uh i want to do one more what i view as like a really big deal or not a big deal trade like a wow happening trade and that's going to be buddy healed and halliburton for demontis abonis i know there's some other stuff in there Dude, another trade that's kind of weird like it's awesome like i know sacramento kings fan are pumped to get sabonis but to lose halliburton who's playing quite well. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, not... Halliburton is playing very well, but um, I love that they got Sabonis. But I, as everybody who listens to this show knows, and you know very well, I am obsessed with great rebounders. I love players that can rebound well. And obviously he can do other things very well, but um, uh, one of the things I love about Sabonis is his great ability to rebound, you know? And um, and I just think about him playing with De'Aaron Fox, you know? And I'm like, God, like, 
the runouts. I could just see him, uh, Sabonis grabbing the rebound and, you know, uh, De'Aaron Fox getting out ahead of everybody, you know, uh, on the break and Sabonis, you know, uh, passing on the ball, um, you know, stuff like that. And so I, I think they are going to be a playoff team at least next season. And, uh, you know, obviously if, if they can stay healthy, but that's always the case. Um, if a team, if a team, if a player can stay healthy, they'll do well, you know, you think that's going to happen? Um, huh? You think that's going to happen though? Like, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm, I don't I, think I DeMontis like, Sabonis is going to want to play there. <laughs> I, well, they have to win, you know, I think for, for him to want to stay, they have to do well. They have to, uh, because they're not a big market. Uh, they're not somewhere where players want to go, but if they're a winning team, he'll probably want to stay. I remember Chris Weber uh, telling a story on, on the show, the podcast, uh, I believe it was knuckleheads and uh, Chris Weber um, was, was telling Darius miles and uh, Quentin Richardson uh, on that show that uh, uh, when he got to Sacramento, when he was traded to Sacramento at first, he, 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 like, didn't want to be in Sacramento. Um, it wasn't the environment he wanted to be in. He wanted to be in, like, a, a bigger market, you know. And, and uh, um, then he started playing with the team, and he's got Jason Williams and Vladi Divac and these people on his team. And he said it was so fun playing the style that they played, you know, it was, it was so fun that he decided he was okay with being in Sacramento. I think that's know? a Rick Adelman-ish thing. Uh, and that's the other concern that I have too with the Kings right now is no clear direction, or maybe it's going to be Alvin Gentry. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't, Alvin, did he get signed? Um, I, I don't know if you're talking about if he signed an extension or something. Yeah, like so. I think I don't think he's going to want to coach there. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. Like it just seems like a team in turmoil. So Alvin Gentry, I've always thought Alvin Gentry was, uh, you know, he's a he's a pretty darn good coach. Yeah, I don't I, think he's going to want to coach us. I'm not saying Sacramento won't want him. I'm thinking Alvin Gentry, Gentry won't right, want Sacramento. Just, yeah, he won't want to stay in Sacramento. Well. I think it's a similar situation. If they can be successful and win, uh, that may convince them to, to stay. But the NBA, uh, the success of teams in the NBA um, has more to do with the players that are on teams than it does who's coaching them. You know, uh, It's a player's league. I'm not saying there aren't great coaches in the NBA. There are. Um, but but the the NBA um, knows where their bread is buttered. You know they know that uh, 
people come to games to watch the players, not the coach. You know? Yeah. So right now the Kings are two and a half games back of the play in 10 spot. Oh, I was wondering about that. So potentially so, like, I do think DeMontis Sabonis is a really great player. So maybe he gets them into the, and then you're, they're going to end up playing a decimated <laughs> Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, or Timberwolves team. <laughs> I would um, I don't, love to see them play the Lakers. I think Timberwolves, they don't stand a chance if that's who they end up playing. Nugget, like, really, they they better pray. It's the Clippers, Lakers, or Pelicans that they're going up against once they get into that spot. But obviously, that's still a, a big effort. Yeah. I think the Lakers can play 500 ball the rest of the way. And yeah, I think the Lakers will get into the playoffs just barely, you know, because they have been sucking and I would take a one-game LeBron over the Sacramento Kings roster is currently constituted. Right, but in a seven-game series, I would love to I mean, see... it's not going to be. It's just, like the Kings are going to be a play-in team. I, I, and I honestly don't see them beating well, any but, of these teams in one game. Yeah, but I mean, you you don't think they can beat the Lakers? In one game? that LeBron is not going to allow the Lakers to lose. No, I do not. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I, like, I think the Kings can beat the Lakers, but like, I don't, I believe in LeBron James and AD so much, not wanting to lose that game. They'll do whatever it takes to beat them. Yeah. Um, uh, I, um, but they have to be there. They could also fall out of the, the, the nine spot that they're in right now. Like they might not even be in the play in game, but. Right. No. Um, but uh, I I get what you're saying because in the past, like um, I've I've heard Kevin Garnett describe what it was like playing LeBron, you know, and he said it's like when everybody's tired, you know, when everybody else is tired, or you know, or going as hard as they can go, LeBron's got another gear, you know. Exactly. And. Uh-huh. But LeBron's 37 now. So I, you know, he's really good, but he's he's not quite the player he used to be, you know. Uh he's not quite as good. Um uh and particularly uh athletically, you know. Also, as much crap as I give Westbrook, I also think Westbrook in a one game take like winner takes all thing would also be pretty dangerous but out once you're once they're in the playoffs in a seven game series i don't know who they're beating man my god this team sucks (laughs) yeah the 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 lakers are terrible um they're they're good enough to to squeak into the squeeze into the playoffs you know because they could win the uh the a play-in tournament game and, and get in you know but but um, uh, they're not they're they're kind of sorry, you know, they're not that good. And um, uh, so I I know what you mean. And in, in the past, I would have agreed like LeBron can just go beast mode for one game, you know, and but he just doesn't seem to have that turbo button that he used to have, you know. And do you any other trades that you want to go over? There's really only one more I want to go over. Uh, so just curious, what any other trades you want to hit? Okay. Um, uh, let me think. 
I uh I like um uh well let's see um Brooklyn got a couple first round picks I think oh sorry and, other trades other trades oh, that we haven't already discussed oh, that we haven't okay well well I just figured we didn't bring up the the first round picks they got but um another reason that I that I'm, I'm glad that you said that so the Nets won the trade <laughs> Well, they they got more people and more stuff, but uh, I think Philadelphia improved themselves by getting rid of Ben Simmons. They upgraded yeah, absolutely. their team. And and I've got them as the favorites to win the championship because, like I said, um, defensively, I think they'll be great. And offensively, I think uh, um, they'll have the best inside-out attack in the NBA to me. With having him be down low and then harden, you know, on the perimeter, um, there that that's going to be a hell of an attack, you know. Um, so, any other trades you want to talk about? Um, sorry, I, I totally, um, I don't think so. Uh, I I can't think of another one where I was like, oh my gosh, you know. This one, the the last one I want to bring up is just out of the interesting dynamics that it sets up for the play-in tournament in the West. So CJ McCollum going to the Pelicans, uh, because, I mean, this impacts the Sacramento Kings because really they're going against the Blazers, the the, Blazers, the Pelicans, the Lakers, and one other team that I'm forgetting off the top of my head right now. I think it's the Clippers. So you have those four teams. Clippers are obviously, I think they're going to start to just die. Like they're, they're obviously tanking at this point. So that opens up the opportunity. Like if the Kings can overtake just the Pelicans, the Lakers, or the Blazers, they're in the play-in tournament. So interesting to see how that's going to, so Josh Hart going to Portland, does that make them better? I don't know. Does it? No. No. It like Them it, getting rid of CJ freaking CJ McCollum. And Larry and Nance getting, Jr. And Larry Nance Jr. And, and, and only getting, uh, uh, who'd you say? Only exactly. Getting, exactly. No, that's the right response. Who? Who? Yeah, no, Josh Hart. His name escaped me, but uh, I like I like Josh Hart, but he's not. Like he's not on CJ McCollum's level. CJ McCollum is a great Robin to somebody's Batman, you know. And uh, to me, he's like a great second option. Um, and the guy is one of the best scorers in the league. He's a great ball handler, great shooter. I love CJ McCollum's game. I listen to CJ McCollum's podcast every now and then. And uh, uh, so I love CJ McCollum. Um, and I think he is going to make New Orleans a lot better. Um, I think they can make the playoffs now that they have CJ McCollum. This, there were some exciting things that happened, you know, at the trade deadline. Yeah, this does seem like it's a clear cap space type thing. And maybe the Trailblazers are trying to make some sort of signing in the offseason because everything they got back are players who are not good. It seems like they're just players that they were throwing in there to make the salaries match up, but it's a lot of people who easily waived or easily released 
come the end of the season. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to see that Portland finally is just rebuilding. Uh, I think they're going to get rid of Damian Lillard. They're going to just rebuild. Kind of a little late on that, though, because his it's a little late is all I have to say. Honestly, like, cool, but Damian Lillard is not who he once was, and he's not. He's also one of those older players that he's is also, just. He's also still very good, though. Well, like once again, like we argue the same thing every single podcast. He's yes, he is very good. He's better than me. He's better than you. He's better than so many people. But like, he's getting worse. <laughs> That's I'm all sorry, I'm saying. I just, I just tend. I mean, I'm not trying to be critical, but I, I tend to lean toward like uh uh giving players credit for what they can you know what i mean yeah well like i i I think it's anyone who makes it to the nba is better than me anyone who makes it to the nba is better than so how many nba players are there like 350 360 um it's a little bit more than let's just say 400 for for argument's sake like that's 400 people playing at the elite level of basketball out of 7 billion people in the world. Like that is that I don't even know what percentage that is. Like that's a very, he's in the point, the top point zero 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 one percent of all basketball players. I mean, right. I, now. I understand. I understand that, you know, that these players are the best players in the world at this sport, but I mean, I guess I was trying to explain why I think we always have go, go back to the same argument is because I I always feel the need, or a lot of times I feel the need to be like, yeah, but you know he does this and that well or whatever. And you know I if 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 I think a player has a weakness or whatever, I'll I'll point it out. But um, I also you know like to give them credit. Yeah. So he's thirty one, worst three point shooting, uh, year of his career, ever. Uh, worst shooting percentage ever. Um, like, so I guess maybe the way that I could frame this in like in the future is just asking like, is Damian Lillard getting better or getting worse as a player compared to what we expect from him? That's a fair question. I think is, you know, that's, that's a fair question to ask is like, is he getting better or getting worse? Cause you can, a person can watch games and see, you know, is he progressing? Is he getting better? Is he staying the same or is he worse? Yep. And I think he's declining. He's definitely, he, he, it looks like he picked peaked when he was going up against the warriors uh, mm-hmm. in the Western conference finals. Wait, maybe it was when he went up against the Rock. I might be off on that one. It might've been when he was going up against the Lakers in the Western conference finals, but that seems to be when his decline started and he's still very good, but he's just not, it's not Dame time anymore. Right. The, clock, the clock's batteries have been removed. Yeah. Uh, so um, I I um, have Damian Lillard has been one of my favorite players. And I have a lot of favorite players, obviously. But I like him a lot too. But but I I I I really like his game, um, and. Uh, uh, so I hope he gets back to, to playing at an elite level. Sometimes I think that like a, a player that everybody just has gotten spoiled by 
you know, has a bad stretch of games sometimes. And I'm not saying you're doing this, but, but I'm just saying like, sometimes a player will have like a bad few games or, or, you know, they'll go through a shooting slump, a jump shooting slump, like Steph is in right now. And, and people will start panicking and start overreacting. And I'm like, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, dude, like, that's Reggie Miller. That's Ray Allen. That's freaking Stephen Curry. You know, it's just, they're in a slump, you know? It, it, yeah. But like, he's definitely, it's a, been a very bad season. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, cause Co- Steph was going off like crazy. And then he had, then he had a slump and then he had a couple of good games uh, in there. And then he had uh, another little bit of a shooting slump. Then he had a couple of good games. Like, right. And I think it shows, I just want to say, I think it really shows how, what a great high basketball IQ, very skilled uh, player that Stephen Curry is, um, and, and that he's not just a shooter. Um, you know, he's not a one-trick pony. Uh, he he's he can handle the ball. Great triple threat. Uh, great team defensive player. Great rebounder for a guy his size. I think he still has a great um, uh, feel for the game. You know, he still um, is good even though um, he's not shooting well. And that is something that I actually look for a lot of times with when I try to um, sort of rank players or grade them, you know, as far as how good they are compared to everybody else. I think if you're a player who, who can uh, still dominate and put up numbers and win when you're not shooting the ball well, you're you're a you're a great player, and Steph is showing that right now because he can't throw it in the ocean, you know, and and he's still like amazing. Uh, last night, um, I saw he was having a, a not so good a shooting game and a jump shooting game and. Uh, um, but everybody still, he was such a badass shooter before, uh, that, that before this slump that like everybody still, um, like, I think respects his, his shot like crazy, you know? Um, so I, I don't see any differences in how teams are playing him, but, uh, I saw, uh, Last night against Utah, uh, Whiteside had six six blocks or seven blocks at, at this point, and Whiteside was killing it. And uh, it was right before the half, and they were down eight points, I think, the, the Golden State Warriors. And Hassan Whiteside's been blocking everybody's stuff at the rim, right? And Steph Curry, uh, like, he got the ball and it was like everybody in the gym knew he was going to take the, this last shot before the half. And there's like eight seconds left. He, he drives to the hole and there's white side outstretched like crazy trying to block the shot. And Steph always does seems to do a great job of getting when he does, when he does a layup, 
of getting the ball just high enough that whoever it is trying to block that shot can't get to it, you know. And he he did that. He did he he put up a layup that uh, Hassan Whiteside tried to block and was not able to get to. And it went high off the glass and in at the buzzer. And I was like, he can't even shoot. And he's, you know, kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, I love Steph. Um, awesome. Any other trade stuff that you want to go over? Um, I would assume uh, no, since uh, you didn't. Ha- you already said no, but just asking again. Um, I know there's something I'm going to, later on, I'm going to think of and go, Dang it, I should, you know. Write it down, Stephen. You know, I'm always tough. Just make sure you have that little note and just start. Let's like I've been doing, just cross off the points that you want to make sure you hit. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think you told me to do that before. I just don't always or do five that. times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um uh but um I don't think so. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope we keep it a listen. That's wrong. That was so wrong. The next time that we have something that you that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Please don't take us too seriously. We hope you stay for a while. Give us one more chance to change your mind